You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. It's the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank member FDIC. See our partners in possible here at KCSN. It's been absolutely wonderful working with them uh, since KCSN's inception. They are a wonderful partner. I'm here with my wonderful partner, Matthew Lane. Matthew, I love the UW shirt. I like you repping. You know, obviously this game, uh, the national championship, the the night we're doing this. So, uh, yeah, I like the shirt. Yeah, peek behind the curtain, you know. Uh, I don't know how this is going to play out once everybody really gets around to listening to this, but we got the UW shirt on. We got our skis. That's our Huskies going for the Natty. And if they lose, it's okay, because that means Michigan wins and Ohio State fans are sad, and that's like an extra, like, it's a little, little sweetener on the top. So uh, it's a good national title game. I'm ready for it. Got the Huskies. We're pulling for them. We're ready. Craig is not with us today. He's doing well, but him and I got into a heated discussion in the KCS and Discord today, and I said, I'm not doing the show if Craig is there. So I effectively booted him out of here because we were we were about to come to fisticuffs, and I said, there is no way we can do a show together. It's been very, okay. very, very tense. It's been just extreme. It's just the most tense I've, I've ever, you know, been in my life observing just this, you know, both my parents fighting. Uh, or what have you. Matthew, are you enjoying a LaCroix there too? Is that what I just saw? Um, I am. It's unfortunately the lemon one. Um, Costco has like the variety pack and somehow every time I reach into the pack because we just keep it outside, every time I reach in the pack, I get a lemon and that's so disappointing. Um, I'd much rather have the wine or the grapefruit one, but yeah. Have you had the limoncello? I don't even know what that is. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a hint of vanilla or something with the lemon. It's actually kind of... I don't think... I want that in a carbonated water, but like if somebody gives me one, I'd, I'd try it. But that does not. Oh, I don't know. That's we're mixing like, stuff now. It's like it's like dessert Lacroix, is what it is. Yeah, uh, I want that. Uh, it works great. Does its job. Does the trick. Uh, anyway, so last time we talked on the KCS and Post Game Show, we did not so know. Yeah, it was just hours ago. We didn't know the Chiefs were going to be playing uh, in that game uh, in this in this playoff game, and obviously. The news out, the uh, Bills beat the Miami Dolphins 21-14. I think every, you know, obviously Chiefs fans were paying close attention to that game for a variety of reasons. Uh, we can get to some of those in a minute. But just overall thoughts just on, you know, watching Bills-Dolphins in that game. What'd you, what'd you, what was your takeaway? It's a, it's a pretty gross game, right? I mean, like, you come out of that watching it as a Chiefs fan, and you don't, from watching that game, you're not really particularly afraid to play either one of those teams, right? Like, you're not particularly nervous about how either one of those teams look. Josh Allen and the Bills kept giving Miami chances. Miami didn't really want to do anything when, with them. When push came to shove at the end, the Bills clearly wanted it a little bit more than the Dolphins did, got them the win. So the Chiefs get to host Miami, and boy, like, I, I, I'm sure they had a general idea going in, but it wasn't crossing their minds. But that's going to be a big shock. The Dolphins losing a game like that because of an injury on a punt return, essentially, and then not being able to get off the field in 70-degree weather Miami on a Sunday night, getting ready to have to you know, go to Kansas City where it's going to be zero at night, windy, and play a road playoff game on only six days. That's, that, that's a tough bill for Miami, going from the two seed to that. Yeah, it, it is a good point. Like that that punt return, definitely like that injury did contribute to the to the Bills, you know, being able to return that for a touchdown for sure. So that is just unfortunate. 
But yeah, the Dolphins are whew, they are they are in a rough they are in a rough spot now. Um you know, we'll recap or we'll do a game preview later this week sure. on, the, on the Chiefs Dolphins. But like the, the injuries, I think we can just talk about the yeah, house. We no, don't have to do it later in the week. They, yeah, it, I mean, it's the, the whole scenario for them is a nightmare because they've gone through their edge rusher issues already with Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips out. Um, they lose Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, who's been playing good football for them. Uh, yeah, they might get Jalen Waddle back. They might get Raheem Mostert back for that game, but largely it's just been they're not they're not going to have Xavier Howard for this game against the Chiefs. Just the the scenario, it's a nightmare scenario for for Miami, obviously, because they had a a significant lead on the Bills as the as the playoffs are closing out. They have all these injuries. They squander this opportunity. And it's a Sunday night football to Saturday night football turnaround now, which I think is rough on top of all the injuries. Like this is a, it's going to be tough for this group to overcome. And like Mike McDaniel has his hands, you know, he has his work cut out for him right now, being able to try to rally this team. Sure. They also lost Jerome Baker, a starting linebacker uh, yeah. in this game. You mentioned Xavier Howard. They lost a backup outside linebacker, like off-ball linebacker that would have taken Van Ginkle's spot and Cameron Good, right? Like, so like they lost so many guys to to injury in this game and throughout the last couple weeks. They're already down their starting left guard, starting center. Like this team is limping into a game with the Chiefs, who for all intents and purposes, we don't know the situation at left tackle, but outside of left tackle for the Chiefs. And neither one of those injuries, I don't think, are season-ending or significant. It might take Wanya Morris an extra week or two to come back. But, I mean, Donovan Smith's been dealing with a neck injury, a stinger. Like, the injury bug is a lot worse for the Dolphins right now. They're going to be going up against a relatively healthy, relatively rested Kansas City Chiefs team with, I mean, a bare-bones roster. That's going to put a lot on Mike McDaniel and his coaching staff to come up with ways to not only stop the Chiefs offense, but then on the flip side, find a way to score points, something that hasn't been easy for them lately. And then you go and just watch this game. Their offense, I don't want to say it looks like broken or anything like that, but it just looks so segmented. It looks like when their fun stuff, it's not gimmicky, but when like their fun Mike McDaniel spin on stuff isn't working, when it's just a more traditional looking offense, it really struggles to find, to find its footing. So that'll be something to watch with the injuries. Just, the overall pull of the Dolphins having to come to Kansas City is not that bad when you consider the for the Chiefs as Chiefs fans when you consider the Dolphins were the two seed for the past month. Actually, not I mean, this seems like a pretty good matchup for the Chiefs. I think they match up well. Both teams are familiar with each other. The Chiefs are healthier, and I would argue a more different team than when they played than the Dolphins are when they played in London. So, a relatively good matchup for the Chiefs in the first round, despite the fact that the Dolphins were the two seed, you know, as of yesterday at this time. Yeah, it, you know. It's not the September Dolphins for sure, right? It's not that team that we saw. And obviously, I think Jalen Waddle can come back and make a big difference. But um, this is a warm weather team that has not performed well in cold, cold weather in recent memory. This is a quarterback who looks to be struggling more than he has at any given point. I, he was bad this this last game. I mean, they were and they and they were real bad. They put the game in his hands a little bit in the second half of that game against the Dolphins, and it did not go well. So when the run game kind of started getting shut down, which the Bills put more emphasis on, forced Tua to throw the ball, boy, things were not looking as pretty as they they had it in, in recent, you know, even in the first half, in some of the moments in the first half. 
And the funny thing is, is like, you know, they needed a, re- a really nice play from Devin A. Chain to get one of those touchdowns out of that game too. So uh, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a slog for the Dolphins in that game, losing all those players. I mean, they were, at, they were in desperation mode too. I mean, Melvin Ingram got put in coverage and like I, I, some of it, I don't think it was entirely schematic. Like, you know, like there's that whole joke about Justin Houston a few years ago, you know, where, you know, he gets, he gets put in coverage against the Steelers, um, you know, and like, it wasn't like it, they, they kind of got beat by alignment. I don't know if that was the case for Melvin Ingram or if they just had to put somebody out there and that's just kind of how it happened. Like it didn't seem it was, it didn't seem like the same thing as like the whole Justin Houston narrative a few years ago. It felt like they just they needed they had some numbers issues that they were dealing with there, and it kind of just got put out that way. So like, man, that's just it. It was it was bad. And then you talk about the weather, like it's gonna be zero degrees. Yep. And by the way, I do need to remind all of you if you are uh, if you are listening to this, we are going to have a party at Holiday Distillery for this game on Saturday. So if you are looking for something to do, if you're not going to be out of Arrowhead and you're looking for something to do, you want to have a fun time with a bunch of other Chiefs fans, we are going to be hosting a watch party at Holiday Distillery. Mission Taco uh, will be providing the food for it. Uh, and Holiday Distillery, it's there's always you know some, some delicious cocktails out there. Um, there should be a link in the description of this show. You can find a link on the social media you know platforms for the sign-up. It is limited um availability so make sure you are signing up and you are signing up quickly um it is going to be a lot of fun it always is a lot of fun out there if you've never been uh it's absolutely gorgeous uh out there and uh it should be a good time delicious food uh and delicious cocktails with uh with a lot of friends so make sure you are taking taking advantage of that and, and again space is limited so make sure you are rsvping very quickly uh because the spots will be uh will be closing up quickly if you if you don't Anyways, yeah, like it just, yeah, it just uh, the personnel struggles for Miami. And like, obviously we're going to get even deeper into all of this stuff, you know, down the, you know, later in the week, but like just on its face, you know, Mike McDaniel saying, Hey, look, there's a chance that players that aren't even in the building this last week are going to be, um, you know, playing for for the Dolphins. Like, they may have to go grab street free agents for this week. Like that's where that's where the Dolphins are right now in some of this situation. And so like, I'm not going to say there's it's not like it's not like there's no excuses for this team because this team like the Chiefs have been rough, right? It, it's been a really difficult season and you know, but man, things are really starting to stack up against the Dolphins and there hasn't been a lot of news coming out of there so far. Yeah, no, I mean, they're clearly got their backs up against the wall. Uh, I, again, we're going to talk more about it later in the week, but Mike McDaniel did kind of allude that Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert were close to being able to play, but the risk wasn't worth the reward. Um, and his words now, obviously, you can't really say anything different post-game than saying that they were close, they might have been able to play, but you didn't want to risk their health before the playoffs. But it, they should get two of their better offensive weapons back which maybe that's kind of their plan. And I can't blame them given all the injuries they've had on the defensive side of the ball. Just try to put up points and the playoffs get all the skilled players healthy. Try to put up points. But I mean, Waddle, is he going to be okay? It's been a while since he's looked right. Mostert's been in and out of the lineup. Tyreek Hill couldn't run more than like four routes in a row against the Bills before having to come out for a couple plays. He He limped off late in that game. Yeah. 
He was in a walking boot last week. I don't think it's a significant injury, but again, it was impacting his ability to play the entire game or as much of the game as he wanted. So it, it keeping an eye on all of their injuries going forward is worth it. You never want to see a team get injured. However, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls. I'm beyond caring about them beating the best opponents they possibly can. I'm fully okay with taking on a little bit easier of a matchup, especially in this first round, this wildcard round, because tell you what, after the wildcard round, the Chiefs might have an incredibly difficult path to the Super Bowl. Like it doesn't, it did not shape up particularly well for the Chiefs uh, to get back to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Yeah, it could be the toughest in the AFC, and we're going to talk about that right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Thank you to everyone hanging out with us on uh, the KC Laboratory this week. Appreciate it. Um, it's been uh, been a lot of fun here at KCSN. We're very much enjoying it. We very much appreciate all of your support, which is helping us do the thing that we love. Okay, so yeah, we're, I think the, the, the Dolphins game is a favorable matchup for the Chiefs. I like that matchup for them with all things considered, everything going on up Waddle could could throw a wrench in that. Moster could throw a wrench in that for sure. They've both been very good players for them this year. Um, and but you know, there's there's so many other you know things that this team is dealing with and coming off of that really emotional loss. There's just a lot of things I think playing in favor of the Chiefs. Now, real quick, before we go to the rest of the playoff picture, would you have preferred to play this beat up version of the Dolphins team, knowing all these injuries, or the Pittsburgh Steelers? Pittsburgh Steelers, even considering the weather. Yes, even considering yeah, well, T.J. Watt may not play. 
Like, say that. But you know, here's, it, it, I, on paper, I agree with you. But man, if the Steelers don't stream a, a team that can walk into a zero degree game, make it ugly, and the way the Chiefs have played football this year, have this game come down to one possession entirely. I, you know, I, I'm not saying I'd rather play this version of the Dolphins. I just think it's a lot closer when you consider all their ages. I think losing Van Ginkle on top of Phillips and Chubb made a huge difference, like for what they potentially have. So, like, I think that aspect of it's a little bit closer, but the reason getting the Dolphins at home in the wild card round made this really difficult for the Chiefs overall. Now the Chiefs, to get to the Super Bowl, have to play the Bills in Buffalo and the Ravens in Baltimore, potentially. Obviously, they don't have Most to, like. but like, their path will lead through Buffalo and the Bills, through Baltimore and the Ravens, which, you know, are the one and the two seed, the two teams in the AFC that have the highest, you know, Super Bowl to make it to the Super Bowl odds. Whereas had the Dolphins won the game last night, the Chiefs wouldn't have had to play all they would have only played one of those three teams. They would not they now they're playing the Dolphins, Bills, Ravens. Had the Dolphins won, there was a good chance they only played one of those three teams on their way to the Super Bowl. It's a really yeah, it's a really bad scenario. And in yeah. fact, yeah, I yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they they might have had to play two. I guess I'm doing the math in my head, but oh, I don't think so because the Bills could, would have played the Dolphins again, and then the but, winner, if the Bills won, they would have gone to play the Ravens. If the Dolphins right, won, the would play two of them. Yeah, so they would have played one or two though. Like they could have played just yeah. one of them if the Bills won. Anyway. I think the best case scenario for the for the Chiefs would have been, and as the as the game was fourteen seven Dolphins before the punt return by the Dol- you know, by the by the Bills. It was looking Chiefs were going to play the Steelers as the sixth seed. The Dolphins and the Bills were going to have to play a rematch. And a very realistic scenario for the Chiefs could have been the Chiefs playing the Steelers in week one, hosting one of Houston, Cleveland, or Buffalo. Which, I I mean, Buffalo, like, let's be honest, Buffalo made that game close because they threw a touchdown or they threw a ball to the one yard line with a boneheaded mistake. Josh Allen was horrendous in the first half. I mean, that game could have been a, I mean, this is the story of the Buffalo bills. It could have been a two score game. Like it could have been a three score game quite easily. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. It could have been, I, I think, I think the, I think the bills could have beat the, the, the Dolphins. So it really, there was a very realistic scenario that the chiefs are playing the Steelers, the Browns, or the Texans, and then one of the Bills or the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and, that, and like that would that, that would have been the best. Yeah. No, we didn't get that. Instead, we get the hardest. Now, and we've already talked about it, right? Like the Dolphins in their current state are probably a relatively favorable matchup for the Chiefs. So, you know, if there was a way to send, I think, the Browns or the Texans to Kansas City instead of the Dolphins, maybe it would get a smidge harder. Because like I just don't know what to think of this Dolphins team right now. But the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. They then will most likely go on to play the Bills in Buffalo. That's rough. That's not ideal. Like, Buffalo's a good team. They could beat anybody. I know the Chiefs and then just played a very close game that the Chiefs only lost, or, you know, only didn't get a late game lead because of Kadarius Tony lining up offsides, you know, on a big go ahead touchdown. But, and so, like, the Chiefs can win that game, but that's still a difficult game. You'd still rather not have to go to Buffalo and play the Bills and Josh Allen, who on any given game can be the best quarterback you've ever seen, or, I mean, barely a mediocre guy. He can be both of those actually within the same game. That's the Josh Allen experience, right? And so, what it was, I mean, he was a lot better in the second half of that game this against the Dolphins. And so, like, that's just not an easy matchup. You know, the Chiefs and the Bills play each other a lot. I wouldn't say the Bills are 
overly scary right now, but they are clearly one of the most dangerous teams. Their high end is still the highest in the AFC, second highest to the Ravens for what we've seen. Like they've their best this year has been as good, if not better, than every other team in the AFC not named the Ravens. I don't think the Chiefs high end has touched that yet. And hopefully we see that in the playoffs. The Chiefs haven't been playing to put their high end on the regular season, but the Bills or the Ravens at the best throughout the regular season, both very good. And there's a very good chance the Chiefs are going to have to go play the Bills in Buffalo. They have to go play the Ravens in Baltimore to make it to the Super Bowl. That's a tough path. No, it's it's a very tough path. And it's one of those I mean the I think I was I remember seeing like the odds for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl changed as the playoff field path formulated for both of these teams. So, or, you know, it, and it like the Chiefs are behind the Bills as favorites to, you know, win the Super Bowl as it is, but which is kind of funny looking at it a while back when the Bills like here's the funny thing, the Chiefs beat the Bills. If the Chiefs beat the Bills, you know, 5 weeks ago, I mean, I I don't even know if the Bills are in the playoffs right now. I'm pretty sure they missed the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they missed the playoffs. They were playing for that, and uh, yeah. Then they would have been the two seed. The Chiefs would have been the two seed, and yeah. I mean, just yeah, being it, it changes everything, right? Which is like I think just par for the course for this season. This team is you know one big mistake has kept them from a lot of different things, and and one little thing here, one little thing there has just kept this team you know, from, from achieving different things throughout the year. So, but yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I don't like this path for the chiefs in totality. Um, I, at all, I, I don't like it at all. It makes me feel less optimistic about the entirety of, uh, of this playoff run. Right. Because yeah, I mean, they're probably going to play the three best teams in the AFC to get there. I think, you know, I think you can make an argument. I know, like, I, look, I know the Dolphins situation. Yeah. Um, I think there is a, at, at some point in this season, the Dolphins might have been the best team in the AFC. So, and this is a shell of themselves, but I'd rather avoid the shell of themselves. Like, they're like, here, okay, so even like, let's look at it this way, right? Let's look at it this way. The Chiefs beat the Steelers in in round one. They could have been playing the shell of themselves, Miami Dolphins, if they somehow win a game against the Bills. Like that's still another favorable matchup for the Chiefs right. to try to get to. Like, like that's frustrating. You too. lose the weather. You would lose the weather aspect of it, right? But like, not that that's end all be all. But like, you would be playing in Miami. Or if the Bills won the rematch, which hey, Josh Allen played bad last week, he's probably going to play good the next week, like in the same game, right? So. Then, then you maybe the Bills win, and then you get a host, the winner of the Browns text. Look, like, yeah, the Bills winning that game was unfortunate, uh, kind of all around for the overall path to the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. I, I think it's okay for them this wild card weekend. I really don't think the Dolphins matchup is that scary for them that this Chiefs team is no lock to beat anybody. Let's not forget, they just recently lost to the Raiders. Like, they're not a lock to beat anybody. No. However, this Dolphins team isn't scary. It's just after that. After the wild card round, this is as hard as it can be for the Chiefs. And I, I mean, that's going to be the case most time. You know, most time, if you're not the one seed, you're probably going to have a really hard path to get to the Super Bowl. That's just how it works, especially if you're not the two seed either. Like when you come out of not being one of those top seeds, you're going to have to play most likely both of them on your way to the Super Bowl. That's what the Chiefs are. So now it's time to flip a switch. They're coming off of this victory. You know, in week 18 against the Chargers, they get this victory that doesn't really matter that much, but they get to go out on a little bit of a high note with the win, with the Chris Jones getting his incentives, 
Hopefully everybody's feeling good this week of practice heading into the wild card round, and then you get to really build off momentum. You build up momentum from this the bank, the Fraudbills game, then off a win in week 18 where some young guys get some reps, team looks generally good in the youth, and then you get this favorable matchup, and hopefully you just kind of snowball that into being a better Chiefs team than what we've seen all year. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the path, and it's kind of funny, like, I was thinking about this today a little bit, Maddie. It's, you know, like, this has been a really difficult season to watch. The struggles have been really frustrating. The things that have kept this team from winning have just been maddening because you, you know, you know that this team is capable of more, you know, you would hope that they're capable of more. And some of the players that they, you know, that have let them down have let players that normally help elevate, like they've let Mahomes down a lot. And Mahomes has historically elevated the entirety of this organization to new heights that we haven't seen, which is kind of one of the things I was thinking about. It's like, Remember the last time that we started to have doubts about the Chiefs playoff outlook? It was literally 12 months ago when Mahomes had a high ankle sprain. And like he gets a high ankle sprain in the, you know, in the divisional round against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we start going, man, like this is, this is not looking good. Not feeling good about it. A lot of nerves, a lot of anxiety about like oh, this whole season. Like I just remember. I remember halftime of that game. I think we might have even gone live and just the vibes were just not good. You weren't feeling good. This is a high ankle sprain. Watching him try to gut that game out against the Jaguars was just ridiculous. And, you know, here, you know, just all this, right? And it's just, it's funny that like we had our doubts this time last year. Well, I mean, look, crazier things have happened. This team has surprised us in many different ways. And the ability for us to be surprised by this team have, you know, has the ability for them to do it. It's it's gotten a lot harder for this team to surprise us historically as this thing has gone out. This would be quite a surprise. This would be quite a surprise, right? Because of just how, you know, how it's gone and just how difficult and frustrating it's been. But a, a reset for for Travis Kelsey, a week off, a week off for Mahomes. They kind of started to figure a few things out on the offensive side of the ball. They need to build off of that. They need to be better on third downs, you know. But they ended the possessions in you know positive territory against the Bengals. You know, I'm not saying it's I, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's impossible. And I I just I feel. I feel like it's still in the realm of possibility, despite all the things that make it feel like it's not. I, it's tough for me because, like, I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility because you have Andy Reid, you have Patrick Mahomes, and you have Steve Spagnuolo, and like we can add other players and stuff to it. But like, you want me to pick guys that have, I think, had the biggest impacts on this team's ability to go to Super Bowls, win Super Bowls. It's Andy Reid and his offensive mind. It's Patrick Mahomes and his play on the field. And it's Steve Spagnuolo and his defensive. I mean, just the way he alters his defense and he can scheme up game-specific matchups is second to none in the NFL and the playoffs these past five years. And so those three guys are still here. The defense is playing better than it ever has. So if you all of a sudden now add on these single game, you know, matchups and what he does to really shut down opposing offenses to that, they could have I mean, one of the, mo- the most dominant kind of playoff defensive runs we've seen in a long time. That, I'm not saying they've been that all year, but like the potential for that is really there. If you take what 
Spagnola was able to do in 2019 or 2020 on the defensive side of the ball in the playoffs with those matchups, like that mindset to this talent, that's crazy. That's going to be a crazy defense to deal with in the playoffs. And then on the flip side, it's been rough. It's been ugly all year. And like this is where all of my hesitation to say that this team mm-hmm. is going to make a real Super Bowl run comes from. The offenses look terrible. I mean, I just doubt as terms of winning a Super Bowl, the offenses looked terrible. All, like they ended the year, I think, top 10-ish and like some categories just outside others. But like it hasn't looked like a Super Bowl winning offense. But at the end of the day, 15 still the quarterback. Andy Reid's still the head coach. If they just start pulling some of those levers correctly, they just start hitting some of the buttons at the right time with the way that defense plays, there's absolutely positively a chance that they could go on to win the Super Bowl, no matter how difficult the the path there might be. I just don't think that's in my expectations this year. I would be, I'm not surprised, but like very impressed, like overly mm-hmm. impressed if yes. it happens this year. Yes, and we all should because this is, it would be a another unreal kind of Mahomes moment that we're all kind of accustomed to. Chiefs are, you know, plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl right now. Uh, that's the fifth best odds in the playoffs. It's the third best odds in the AFC. It was like, it was less than that entering the the week or entering the, the games yesterday. So the odds are kind of, you know, stacked against this team, you know, differently than they've been. Uh, but they could be decent value over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. They're bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. You could go ahead and bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl plus 1,000 if you so choose. Download the da- DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible game resources. Okay, so we just got done with week 18 of this game, and we kind of wanted to ask the question before we get out of here, Maddie. What matters from the Chiefs Chargers week 18? Does anything matter? Does it not? I guess, you know, what do you think? Uh, I think the team's overall demeanor happiness and joy matters. They had a lighthearted week where they finally didn't spend, you know, the entire stretch of Friday till Wednesday getting berated online, having national media (laughs) talk about how bad they might be playing. They didn't have to have coaches and players get up in front of reporters and answer the same question the exact same way like they have for the past 18 weeks. That's not, I'm not blaming anybody for all that. That's the way it has to go. Like you have to ask the question, why is the offense stink this year? Like those questions have to be asked but they finally didn't have to deal with that for seven days here and then start preparing for another game. They got to escape it for a week. Now, the last time they came out of a bye week in which you got to escape some of that doubt, that noise, they did lose to the Eagles, but you saw some stuff. I think that's where we kind of started to see a little bit of the turn of the offense trying new stuff. I don't want to say that's where the switch kind of happened to where they were maybe getting better, but you saw them try new stuff. They actually technically got worse after that, but they tried new stuff, (laughs) right? And so 
I just, I think the joy of the team, the team getting to have a lighthearted week, I do think matters. And if you need to see the opposite, go watch the Dolphins. That team had to play for something. Yeah, they were locked into the playoffs, but they had to play for something. They lose a heartbreaker. They lose players. They lose home field advantage. They lose a weather that they like. Like, they lost a lot. The Chiefs lost absolutely nothing from this game. So, like, I think that's the biggest thing that matters to me is just, it was lighthearted. They looked like they were having fun. Everybody had a good time. Chris Jones gets his money. Everyone's happy. Chiefs win. Happy. No significant injuries. Everyone's happy. It was a good week for the Chiefs. Everybody seemed to just be a little more carefree over the weekend. Seriously, they just... I, I loved seeing just how... It was, there was some level of, of relaxation to that team. You know, like you saw Mahomes and his demeanor on the sideline specifically and him joking around and just calm, cool, collected, seeing everybody lose their minds, you know, uh, for for Chris Jones. There definitely was a vibe about this team and seeing these young guys kind of get out there. And, you know, who knows who's going to have to step up in the playoffs for this team. It could be one of those young guys that we just got done seeing. Those those snaps could ultimately be, you know, valuable but you're right. The Chiefs, you know, showed some things that I, there were some reasons for optimism coming out of that Eagles game, right? And I think this team's entirely different than they were even in that game, too. You know, like Rasheed Rice was starting to come on. Rasheed Rice is a better player than he was even against the Eagles. Yeah, um, I don't think that game led to any specific changes, but I think coming out of the bye week into the Eagles game, that led to them trying stuff like that led to them trying to find the fixes not the actual fixes like I think that's where you saw them come out and actually try new things up until that point they were just kind of riding on what they had done in the past and I think Mm -hmm. that that was the big thing that I noticed from that that first bye week well and I'm just I'm sitting here kind of wondering what's going to be if there's a little bit of a not they're not trying anything different like it's not a try at this point it's either you do it or it doesn't work but I mean look McCole Hardman I think is he played 100% of the snaps in this game talk about him yeah well I think this is this is kind of what I'm curious about and what matters and it ties into that Eagles game it ties into them coming out of a bye week you know they tried to get um you know Kadarius Tony involved a little bit in the run game and in the pass game against the Eagles um McCall Hardman got a little bit of run in that game. You know, he got some opportunities there, but McCall Hardman plays 100% of the snaps in this game for the Chiefs in this Week 18 game. Yes, he did. If that is a stunning number that I did not anticipate, if that doesn't tell you that they're trying to ramp this guy up, get him ready for the playoff run, I don't know what is. And, you know, we saw him get involved in the vertical stuff. You know, they didn't really do a ton of. They really didn't get him a ton of stuff behind the line of scrimmage with the manufactured touches. And I paid attention to that. I kind of, I wonder, I'm not going to say, I, it's not that I'm wondering if Kadarius Tony, is, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm wondering if McCole Hardman's not your jet vert guy. Anyway. Over, I don't over think we should factor Kadarius Tony into anything about this playoff run. If he comes, and, and this isn't a play thing. It's just he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been here, and the product on the field has never matched his snap count. So, yeah, I don't think he factors in at all. Whether this is not even on McCall Hardman, whether McCall Hardman's there or not, I just don't think that we can factor Tony. If he comes back and they work him in, great if it works. Obnoxious if it doesn't, because then it just kind of eats snaps. So I just, 
I don't think that he factors in, but I do think that's really interesting. Like, they didn't really do much behind. They did, what, one jet sweep with McCall Hardman, maybe? I don't even um, remember it. And then maybe a tap pass or something like that. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. And then a couple screens. Like, yeah, for the most part, they didn't do any of the, the jet stuff. They kind of kept it, I don't want to say more vanilla, but they kept out of the bag clearly. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's something that McCall Hardman has shown that he's very good at, especially in the red zone for this mm-hmm. team. So that that is something to file away because they got him a lot of reps. And hey, I, I know he quit running on a route. That wasn't anything to do with conditioning. That's just what he kind of does. He lost like the football too. Like, I think he, he lost maybe. the football in the. I think he might have lost the football. He might have. Sorry. But, uh, or not sorry, the, you know, the stadium. They were trying to get him up to speed. They are trying to get his football legs back. I think you give him that many reps if that's what you're trying to do. And, hey, he handled the workload fine. <laughs> he handled the workload fine. So hey, that that's worth noting. Um, and I, and, well, and also, like, okay, and, like, you can you can isolate some of the mistakes he made. You know, I, I think the mistake from the slot is obviously frustrating, you know, running the, running the deep over. Because, like, I think that's where you're going to use him. I don't know if he's going to be running down the sideline on his vertical stuff as much and it running and you know, I think they might be able to keep him away from the from the sideline next time that they try to throw a ball down the field is all I'm gonna say. Maybe it's they some post, maybe it's try a- though. They need to try because like that's what this team does. They don't have someone that can run by somebody downfield. Like yeah, I know MVS had like the little it, it wasn't even an out and up. He just stemmed inside and then ran by somebody against the 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 fraud goals that he like couldn't quite get his hand. I don't know if I want to call it a drop or not. Like it was close. Like he wasn't out running. He wasn't outpacing Justin Watson on the who run a mirrored route on the other side of the field. They were almost like stride for stride. Watson was actually a step or two ahead. So like they just don't have someone that can run by somebody. Mm. It's like, it would be nice to see Hardman on the outside. The problem is the book's kind of out there on him. He does not handle physicality within a route well. He gets redirected easy. He gets pushed out of bounds and walled off on the outside, but that speed is so necessary. So whether it's the overs, whether it's just getting straight downfield, I really hope we see more of that. Because I think even the threat of that is going to pull teams back away from the single high heavy script they were kind of seeing against the frauds. And... That's the Bengals, I guess. If nobody, if somebody's listening for the first time, the Fraudgals are the Cincinnati Bengals, aka Discount Cleveland. Um, and so, hope, hopefully, Hardman comes back and provides that. I do got to say this though: I've seen a lot of people say that MVS should be benched so Hardman can play. Y'all, it ain't happening. MVS leads this team every single week in reps from the out out wide as an outside wide receiver. MVS is first on the team. That is not where you want to put McCall Hardman. That is where he is actively at his worst. That is where his most struggles come. Occasionally, sure, that's fine. But giving him 75% of his snaps out wide like MVS gets, no. You might eat into a couple of MVS's snaps. You might eat into a couple of Justin Watson snaps. But like you got Rice outside of that's it. Justin Ross got hurt in this game. They had to go put Justin Watson out there. Watson had to go in the game because the Chiefs functionally did not have an outside wide receiver available once Justin Ross got hurt. He played the most wide reps. Then Richie James was getting run outside. He's never played predominantly on the outside ever in his career. They had to get Justin Watson to come in the game down the stretch so they could field an outside wide receiver. I hope McCall Hardman gets snaps. I hope MBS gets less. But MBS is still going to play a lot. He's the guy that helps people line up, and he's an outside wide receiver in which they don't have very many of. So, like, we can't hold out hope that McCole takes MBS's reps or a lot of them, maybe a few of his deep shots, but not the actual snaps, I don't think. Do you know that eight of Chris Jones' 16 games this season, he played 46 snaps or less? That's the snap count of his game this week. 
Like, that's crazy that he played that many snaps in this game. That's 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 at or more than he played in eight games this year. Like, that's absurd. I can't believe that I I got like that's a that's that's not an insignificant workload, especially since he was big game hunting for that sack. Like that that that's a lot. That's a that's not that's that's a decent amount of, of rush snaps where you're just busting tail to get upfield to, to win a million dollars. I don't love that. That snap number is way too high if you ask me. I'm like, I don't love how high it is. Um, but at the this is my problem at the end of the day. Not a problem, but this is my thing about it. If you were gonna give him the opportunity at all to go out there and earn that money, you can't pull him short of it if it doesn't come. There's not a moment where you can be like, okay, Chris. You didn't get it in these first two drives, so you're done. You can't like dangle that. Here's the ability to go get a million dollars and then take it away when he doesn't get a little bit. So like, I, I get it. It took too long, but like he was dominant. He was great all game. It wasn't like entirely his fault. He did not get that sack much much sooner. So unfortunately, he played that much. Now, come talk to me if he has dead legs and isn't very impactful in a game that the Chiefs defense maybe struggles a little bit. You know, against the Dolphins. Yeah, I will be looking at it in hindsight a little bit more, but like then we'll talk. If he doesn't come in and look at real fresh at this entire playoff run, I will come back to these 46 snaps that he plays in a very meaningless game to chase after money that was lost by his representation to start the year. Again, I am fully aware that it's hindsight, but that if you do not think that is going to be on everybody's pecking order, at least at some point in time, if the Chiefs falter, especially if they falter and he has an average Chris Jones game instead of a great one, it's going to come up and like it, it's going to be there. You ask me, or we're, you know, we're asking the question what mattered from that game. I'm not saying it does, but I am worried it will. So that's, that's my stance on that one. So we'll see. I can't wait to preview. Chiefs Dolphins with you and Craig. Hopefully you guys will have resolved all of your issues by then on Thursday, but I can't wait. That is going to do it for this episode of the KC Laboratory. Thank you all so much for listening, watching, supporting KCSN. We're going to have so much great content getting you ready for the playoffs. The AFC wild card is upon us. So make sure you're checking everything out we have here at KCSN for that game. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll catch you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.